everybody, and welcome back to the Frosty and Friends podcast. We're joined by a lot of static right now. Um, <laughs> the podcast where we look at whatever films or shows or whatever it happens to be that we're looking at and give you our honest opinions and critiques. I'm joined, of course, by Cody. What's up, guys? And Ryan. Howdy. And today we're doing... <clears throat> oh, clearing my throat. That's today okay. we are... Uh, doing something a little different rather than looking at a film or a show um, even though I think I've only done a couple shows oh, I keep saying that um, we are looking at the 2021 Oscars both the nominees and winners going over kind of um, what we feel was justified uh, what we feel you know didn't work and the overall you know fuck all to the academy yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, honestly. The Academy did... Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny how they centered the whole thing around uh, the best actor. You know? I didn't even get to watch the Oscars because they were only on TV. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I didn't end up watching it. I'm just looking at a list right now. Yeah, well, I just... No, I didn't, that's, like, the only able, that's the only way I was able to see like what actually... One is because, like, you could only watch it on ABC, not even like live TV ABC. Like, you had to be specifically subscribed to the ABC channel and station. Yeah. Like, no wonder no one watches the Oscars anymore. Like, put it like on Hulu or Netflix or something, just like <laughs> live stream it. I don't know. No, exactly. Yeah, the Oscars, honestly, too, it's like in this day and age. I don't really feel like the need to like watch them as much as maybe back in the day because much like access to all these movies we can watch them for ourselves I feel like back in the day they were a lot more important because you know you actually go to the movie theaters and you're watching these movies you kind of want to know like what was like the best in those years right but like now it's a fair point yeah I like that we we have so much access to everything I don't know Mm -hmm. there's no real I don't know sustenance to the Oscars anymore (laughs) Just no. whatever. I think yeah. we've said this many times before, but you know the Academy has as much a, a credibility as we do. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like oh. I hate when people. I hate when an Oscar movie gets like, like a movie gets an Oscar, gets nominated, and then like it like picks up like a lot of press. Like um, Suicide Squad won an Oscar. Boss B was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. I remember even seeing like someone on the bus like watching the boss baby like off the phone. (laughs) Why the fuck are you watching that? And he's like, well, it was nominated for an Oscar, so it must be good. No, yeah. The Oscars do that. Yeah. I mean, and then like, yeah, it's like, so what? So these people said this movie was good, and then, you know, kind of, you're watching, you're like, oh, well, I have to like this then, or else I'm going against the Oscars, right? (laughs) Yeah. The only time I can relate to that was 2019's Oscar or 2020's Oscars when uh, Parasite won Best Picture. I was happy. I thought it was really cool to see Parasite, like a foreign film, do so well at the American Academy Awards. And it definitely deserved it. Uh, That is, that was definitely 2020's best for sure. I mean, I'm I. I would pick the lighthouse just by a tiny bit. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that, fair point. Yeah, 
But Lighthouse, Lighthouse was shot as like an indie film, so it probably it wasn't going to get that much yeah. uh, recognition as Parasite was, unfortunately. But yeah, if if that was the case, I I can't. I would have loved to see Lighthouse win 2020. Yeah, we essentially but... had like a whole episode just gushing about that movie. So. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Fucking fantastic film. So let's talk about some movies that are really good and are. So let's, um, unless anyone else wanted to give their arbitrary fuck yous to the Academy. Uh. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. No. Hey, fuck them. I mean, Anthony Hopkins didn't even show up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes He's sense. He's too busy he's... making TikToks, is <laughs> yeah. what I assume is his deathbed. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I think it's fair because he's in his 80s and like with all the COVID stuff. I mean, yeah, that's true. I should add money go if I were him. I wouldn't want it. Yeah, right. Yeah, just like it's. It's like again, uh, you have to look pretty, but would you rather look pretty or be dead? You know, come on, put on a mask. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, best sound. Um, sorry, I guess I'm kind of just jumping in, but nah, it's okay. yeah, let's get into it. Which I think already weird uh, category. Like I think some of their categories are weird, but what do you mean sound? Like sound could be music, voices. It could be anything. Is it sound editing? Sound design? Yeah. So what sound? It's so weird and vague. Any movie could win this, and I say. Yeah. No. Yeah. It is. It's kind of like all these things. It's a little. All these categories are kind of. Are you talking about nominees? News of the World, Soul, Mank, Greyhound, Sound of Metal. So, what do we see as a commonality? I'm seeing Tom Hanks as a commonality. (laughs) I guess he's got a nice voice or something. Like that. Academy gets off to the sound of Tom Hanks' voice. <laughs> clearly. Uh, best sound, Tom Hanks. Yes. Tom Hanks is the best sound. Uh, yes. Yeah, so sound, sound of metal. Ironically, <laughs> sound of. Yeah. No, uh, but uh, yeah, that one. Uh, obvious insert. Obvious joke about the movie being about deaf people. Yeah, right. <laughs> I actually, I so I saw, I've seen half of these. I saw Sound of Metal, I saw Mink, and I saw Soul. Um, yeah. Well, I've seen Soul, I, yeah. Yeah, and Mink is very much just, well, I will say, so the interesting thing about Mink is that it feels like a film from the 1930s. It even has, like, cigarette burns in the top right corner. It has, like, all those, like, screen flickering things and tears it sounds like a film from the 30s so i can kind of get that yeah and didn't that um that was based off of uh citizen kane right or yeah kind of so the whole story is kind of about the guy who wrote uh citizen kane yeah because he teamed up with orson welles and made it so was that was that a good movie? Like I didn't see it. Mank was really good. Um, a, ne- a lot of these are Netflix originals, and most of them are on streaming platforms like Sound of Metal. That's Amazon Prime, Greyhound, Apple TV Plus, uh, Mank, Netflix, Soul, Disney Plus, News of the World. Don't know where that is. Hmm. 
Yeah, I've been yeah, meaning I... to see Mink. I've I heard uh, good things about it, and my mom yeah. is super into those kinds of films. So I definitely say if you haven't seen Citizen Kane, you probably won't like it as much. You'll still really like it, most likely. But having seen Citizen Kane, which is you know likely one of the if not the best film of all time. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's such a famous movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, if, if you haven't already watched Citizen Kane before you've seen Mank, um, was one, you'll get a lot more of the references. You'll actually get what yeah. they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, because... Interesting movie to make, I feel like, to... I mean, you have the disaster artist. I mean, they did that. I mean... That's like, actually what I compared it to a lot. Is really? Like, if you haven't seen The Room and you watch The Disaster Artist, it's, it's not like gonna hit. that. Yeah, yeah like, it's not gonna, like... The Disaster Artist really good movie um actually yeah i I like it a lot yeah but like you're not it's not going to be funny and you're not going to get it if you haven't seen the room and you know like some story behind it which is exactly how with mank is with citizen kane yeah i mean that's why like i always think these movies are super risky because you have to you have to bank on the audience watching you know the film that's about yeah i definitely Um, think like mank is like not much of a risk with something like the artist yeah it's yeah about, like it's a film like regarded one of, them. As one of the fucking it's up there with like fucking godfather and wizard yeah. of oz um like these just some of like the best pieces of cinema we've seen in fucking centuries um well i think i saw a joke like <laughs> mank won more oscars than citizen kane did yeah because citizen kane was nominated for like seven and it only won um one of them which uh funny Ridiculous. enough was writing yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it says you know, let that just be another you know, fuck all to the Academy. It's like they didn't get it, one of the best movies of all time, like more than one Oscar. Yeah, I, I, they always screw up, like all the time. And yeah, you know, I don't know if you have movies like Shawshank Redemption. Uh, I think what that that didn't that win Best Picture though? I might be wrong. I think so. Maybe I remember like another good example was that The Shining um, didn't wasn't nominated for a single. Oh episode. yeah, well horror movies, you know they hate them. Yeah, there's just like uh, superhero movies too. Um, not that like a lot deserve to be like Oscar nominated, but yeah, but I mean stuff like fucking Dark Knight like needed to get like. Like, that movie deserved a lot more praise than it got from the yeah. Academy. I mean, Heath Ledger, Ledger won, but it, it definitely should have gotten more. No, but there's so much great about that movie outside of Heath Ledger. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the yeah. the, the writing in that mm-hmm. entire trilogy is amazing. I mean, there's, there's yeah. so many lines in there that are, like, they became just, like, top lines that are used mm. within the general public all the time and have that exactly. much... Yeah, just that much influence within the general public should not be overlooked. Exactly. So, best uh, okay. given the nominees, um, what are your winners? If wait, if you've even seen any of them? Yeah, I didn't watch any. Of it. Oh, well, Soul, I saw. Um, I mean, I didn't see Sound of Metal, so. Uh, from the trailer, it sounded good. Sound of Metal. So. I mean, from what I've heard. Uh, <laughs> Best tra- best sounding trailer to Sound of Metal. Best sa- yes. Yeah, sound of Metal, best sounding trailer. Goes into that. I mean, Soul, I like the sound in that movie a lot. But I could see how that wouldn't win. Yeah. Hey, 
Um, I think I, I think I kind of went over it, but I, I'd give it to Mink. Um, just going off the nominations. Really, the sound design in that is like this had so much time and effort put into it. Sound of Metal is definitely a close second. Um, some of the best scenes in that film are almost purely silent because they're just sitting around a table signing. Um, and it's so great because they don't even have subtitles on because you're alert, you're viewing it from the perspective of a newly deaf member of this community so he doesn't know what the fuck is going on um, oh really and it's just this amazing scene of them just signing and like they're laughing and like giggling over signs um and, like they're having conversations with nothing but their hands it, it's such like a good scene it's like so, it's so well shot and well lit um mm, sound of metal so fucking good but yeah I, i'd probably give it to Meg. just because yeah probably that might be like a little bit of the bias of like I have towards movies of that era and this is such like a love letter um to movies from the 30s and 40s yeah and it's just it's not something you see a lot and I really enjoy that kind of unique approach to its sound design and that's why it wins I don't know I don't want to say the Oscar because who, who the fuck even is Oscar I never got that yeah he's Oscar guy yeah, uh, I've never seen him. Uh, How have you been alive right. for so I've long? I've never too? even seen this guy. How do we? Why do we keep giving awards in his name? Yeah. So I give. I don't know. I'll pick another guy's name. I give my Hank to Mank. <laughs> nice. Mank gets your. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I want it. Yeah, no, I definitely recommend Sound of Metal, Mank, and Soul. Um, all great films. Greyhound and News of the World. I haven't seen them. Let me look them up. I've even heard of some of these. Yeah. Uh, one hour and thirty minutes for Greyhound. Yeah, well, that's the one about like Tom Hanks is this like Navy. Captain. Oh yeah. It looked neat. Hmm. I feel like that movie um, kind of just came out. It's funny looking at the Oscars and looking at the reviews for a lot it's of like, them. Oh, that movie did come out. Yeah. Yeah, this oh. was a movie. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, just like this year was so bad. I don't know. Just there's such a yeah, cloud. Yeah, I, mean, to be fair, like, I am a little more lenient with the Academy this year because it's like, I don't know what I would have picked. <laughs> there are definitely like yeah. a couple films I feel got snubbed. Um, like The Devil All the Time was an amazing film. Yeah. Um, Dude, Ro- oh Robert my God. Patch- uh, Robert Pat- uh, Robert Pattinson. Patrickson pa- Pattinson, thank you. I yeah. don't like remember his name. He should have won an Dude, he should have gotten one in Lighthouse too. Like, I don't know. Yeah, dude, his performance he's such is a insane. Good actor when he's not a vampire. I... Holy shit! No, I know. And like, I hope <laughs> dude, the Batman maybe it'll finally I hope he brings, people's minds. I hope he brings his same amount of a game. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, I'm, I, I'm, I guarantee. I'm so excited. I mean, it sounds like he's super passionate about liking this movie, you know, because he has to I feel like this is his redemption, a full redemption now. Like, this yeah. will complete his arc. Yeah. All right. Moving uh, anyways, on to so... the Gene Herschel Humanitarian Award thingy given to Tyler Perry because they were finally thankful he stopped making Medea movies. <laughs> yes. Truly. Uh, thank you for the, Ma- the Medea movies. <laughs> Medea's Halloween. Yeah. You don't like those? You don't wait. You tell me you don't like the Medea movies. <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> oh, oh, no, good. They're just 
Yeah, but it was dark in the film. So he got that. What is that for you? Hmm. I don't know. I I assume. I don't know. I feel like my explanation is probably better than whatever they came up with. Yeah. Um, Best short documentary. Raise your hand if you've seen any of these. Now raise your hand if we're doing a podcast and you can't see hands. Uh, yeah, I can't see hands. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna assume no one raised their hand because I didn't see a single one of the best short documentaries. Yes, no. I don't really watch many documentaries. I'm gonna be honest. No. Yeah, unless you know, unless there are tigers in them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best animated short. I saw one of these. Yeah, I didn't. A... Cody, you, you, got around, you, you got around to seeing uh, Soul, right? Yeah, I no, saw it's Soul. best animated short film. Yeah. Oh, short film. Yeah. It's If Anything Happens, I Love You. Nice Korean card title. Yes, People, what George Lucas surrounded himself during the prequels. <laughs> Burrow, that's the one I saw. Genius Loki, the one I'm butchering the pronunciation of, and opera, just a music genre. Yeah, no, I didn't mm. see a single one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was Burl, bad this year. Yeah, Burrow um, was this cute little Pixar short um, about this like rabbit trying to find a home, bumps into like all these other like underground creatures, and then like he makes a home. Had a cute art style. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, like, like this was a bottom of the barrel year. These are the bottom of the barrel categories too. It's the ones they do first because they know like people will most likely show up within the last two hours, so we can do the ones that don't matter beforehand. Yeah. Alright, so if we're ready to move on. We got best production design. Um Nom- nominees are Mank, Tenet, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, The Father, and News of the World. And the winner was Mank. Um, from what you said, that sounds, uh, I don't know, understandable, I guess. Yeah. Tenet, yeah. So yeah, I have only, I, I still know. have yet to see Tenet, but they're bringing it to HBO Max May 1st. Uh, oh, so you gotta see it. Check it out then. I'm yeah. definitely gonna watch it. The Still comes out. Too. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'd definitely be up for that. Ah, spoilers. Um, spoilers. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've seen, I've yeah, I've seen Mank and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Both are on Netflix. Uh, production design is kind of like one of those things. Uh, makes more sense than best sound. Yeah. Well, so yeah. You, you can actually pinpoint it. Yeah, I'm not really sure what best sound even is referring to, to be exactly. honest. Like, what is that referring to? Like, just like the sounds. I, that's in the why movie? I went on like a rant. Yeah. yeah. Like, is it sound design? Is it sound editing? Like, what is it? Yeah, like, what? Like, <laughs> how would I know? Right. Um, Probably just a broad spectrum of all that. Mm-hmm. Which is super hard to. Yeah. All right. Um, so, next we go to. What's next? Oh, I. We didn't talk about uh, best production design. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm guessing the only one that you've seen I only saw Tenet. Tenet. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't watch any of these movies. 
I feel like that's going to be a reoccurring thing, but <laughs> yeah. that's why, thankfully, I've seen half to most of these, so yeah, I can talk about a little bit. Um, a few of these for sure, like Mank the Father and Sound of Metal and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Some other ones I... Yeah, because um, yeah, Mank, like I said, takes place in the 1930s um, and like kind of modeled around films of the time. Yeah, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom um, stars the late Chadwick Boseman in a really good role. He was so captivating. Yeah, um, yeah, I didn't see that. Um, and it's essentially like it has like three settings. Which is really interesting because it's it's, a, it's an almost two hour long movie. They do so much with like so, um, but they're still like, able to get this like really a very like different look at the 1920s, like an era of um, aesthetics and style and music that I've always kind of had like a passion towards. Um, so it was really interesting to see this kind of this different side we don't see represented a lot in um, media. Yeah. I'd probably get this Ma Rainey's Black Bottom um, of Best Production Design. Give that a hank. Um, yeah. Just because... Um, the three settings. Yeah, they're, they're, they're able to just do so much while keeping it so authentic. Like, not only... Like, the production design on both films is on point, don't get me wrong, but... I'm also thinking, like, which utilize their sets. Mank jumps around a lot, just kind of like, you know, a, a film does most of, of the time. Yeah. Um, but I never felt like the production design was ever, like, in focus. Like, it always seemed in the background, which some people might say, oh, that's what your production design is supposed to be. But, like, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, like, you take it and everything. Uh-huh. And that's why it gets my hank for best production design. Yeah, I'd definitely pick. Uh, not. <laughs> uh, it's hard. I um, will pick Mank, a movie I have not seen. Incredible. Yeah, the credibility here is a little lacking. Uh, so I would definitely Mank. see. I would. I would say. No, that's a hard one. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Tenet? <laughs> yep, Tenet, the only film we saw. No, but... Uh, I guess know, Tenet I... wins. <laughs> Jory. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I shouldn't rate like that, but production design, um, I won't even say, because I'm not... didn't say anything. Right. Next one, we have... Best film edit. Oh, sorry, Cody, did you want to do this? Oh, no, you can do it. Uh, yeah, because you're... Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. So, yeah, we got best film editing, as Cody said before I interrupted him. Uh, oh, no, that's okay. Nominees, Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman, The Father, The Trial of the Chicago 7, and Nomadland. And I saw Sound of Metal, Trial of the Chicago 7, and Nomadland. And I very much know what my pick is. What would your pick be? Trial of the Chicago 7. Holy fuck. Um, really? Yeah, I gotta yeah. get around to seeing that movie. Also on Netflix. Um, 
Okay. Netflix like did a lot of good stuff this year. Um, yes, I was honestly was surprised when like um, just being like, "Holy shit!" Like most of the movies that like I watched for this were on Netflix because I went through each film that was nominated. I went and saw if any of them were on streaming platforms, and I watched all the ones I could. Yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, Trial of the Chicago Ooh. Seven does such a good job. Aaron Sorkin too. Oh, yeah, he did a fucking phenomenal job because the editing, like, this this movie has, like, editing really gets, like, kind of unnoticed a lot, I feel, in film when you're looking at it. And, but the editing in this is used in such a unique way because, so, obviously, from the title, you can get a lot of it is about, like, a trial and legal proceedings and testimonies. But rather than, like, when, like, the person, like, the witness is on the bench and they say, like, oh, yeah, then I was approached by this person and they said blah, blah, blah they cut to that actual event. So it's like, then this person approached me and said, then they cut it to that person actually saying that. So you get this like feeling of authenticity. And so it's this really interesting combination of showing and telling. Yeah. Rather than just a bunch of people sitting around and talking about what happened, you actually see what happened, even though they're still talking about it. Expository information just being delivered via dialogue. And mm-hmm. see what's going on so it doesn't hit as hard i mean exactly. it, it depending on how well you do the dialogue and how well you know the characters can capture it i don't know it's just yeah all right um, you guys, all right but I, I feel like this is another that like you guys didn't see any of them no no no, no. i did a very bad job <laughs> but... to i'll be make fair, that right, right away we gave like a week's prep so yeah, no, I should have watched more of these. I mean, it's fucking... We have finals going on right now, so that didn't really help. Yeah, I didn't mention them last. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any. Yeah, I have a couple oh, of... Sh- oh, shut up, Sean. Oh, are you my parents? Uh, yeah. Oh, we are. Let's see your grades, young man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was... So the award here goes to the trial of the Chicago Seven wins best yeah, that would film be what editing. I give my uh, Hank to. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, Sound Sound of Metal and Nomad Land just had fine um, ed- uh, ed- editing. Yeah. No, nothing god awful. Nothing that impressive. Uh here had really bad editing if it was though um the mulan remake <laughs> yeah. yeah mulan re- there's another movie though uh wasn't this year never mind um i was gonna say uh whatever it was the movie with um queen bohemian rhapsody oh, bohemian rhapsody i don't think the editing in that movie is good at all yeah it won i don't an think Oscar. that movie was good yeah, right? Yeah, how did that movie... Yeah. Because people are like, were like, oh my god, no, Freddie Mercury, even though this movie is so insulting to his memory and name. Yeah, it was. And like, it got so much wrong, too. It like basically one, just... I don't mind a movie fucking up history if it's good. Yeah. Like Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Dude, the way... Yeah. No, yeah, I, I saw that film... Uh, seemed like yeah, Freddie Mercury one was uh, pretty shitty. Yeah. 
yeah, Rocket Man and like films like Rocket Man and Walk the Line are leagues better, and they're also biopics about musicians, and they're both very different. Oh, Walk the Line. Yeah. Yeah. I he saw was that Johnny Cash. Yeah. Because shocker, he actually fucking sung. Rami Malik didn't sing a single word or play the piano at all for Bohemian Rhapsody. They just put in like Reeves Queen music. Um wait, Ron, is that your mic? It's someone's mic. Uh, I don't think it's me. Um Okay, so let's go to the best costume design. Best costume design. It goes to Mulan. No. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, nominees: Mulan remake, Emma, Mank, Pinocchio, and oh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Okay, Pinocchio. Like, me and Ryan were talking about this. Like, what? When did this movie even come out? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was so shocked. The funny thing is, too, like, I, Emma was the last movie I saw in theaters before quarantine, and I was pretty bummed out about that, because it wasn't good. It was not Emma. Uh, Anna Taylor just... Oh, okay. Anna Taylor-Joy. Anya Taylor-Joy. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. She, I feel like, her movies, I feel like, are such hit or miss. Yeah. What about Split? Split, yeah. That well, that's like her hit. Well, and the witch too is a hit. Split but, and the witch. Okay, the witch was really good, and Split was good. Yeah, but like, well, I guess she was good. Queen's Band Gambit, but like the New Mutants and like Glass, and then she had a movie. The Playmobil Morgan. movie. Yeah. So I feel like she's kind of a mixed. Yeah. Actress. Yeah. Now we've actually got, got one that then. we've all seen: Mulan. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, Milan. Uh, no. No, it actually had really Glad... bad costumes. We, we yeah. talked about that, how like the costume design was really bad. Yeah. I'm so happy that that didn't win. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a slap to the face if yeah. that won anything. This whole, the Academy is a slap to the face. <laughs> Academy is a slap to the face, and that's why it only got less than 10 million viewers this year. Good. Alright. 50% drop from last year. Um, Good. Okay, so after best costume design, are we doing cinematography or? We didn't talk no. about best costume design even, so we're doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I, I don't mean to keep grinding into a hole. But... Oh, no, that's all good. Yeah, so yeah, I saw. Oh, yeah, I actually saw all of these except Pinocchio? question mark, Which is how I will be referring to that film. A movie that no one knew came out. I'm I'm not even sure. Now I'm not even sure it came out. Yeah, I looked. I looked at that 2019, and like, like the character design for Pinocchio himself looks really odd, kind of scary. Interesting images. Well, to be fair, the original one is fairly creepy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like the the main plot is that it's fucking children being abducted and then drugged and then slave labor. Yeah, not exactly a very heartwarming experience, but no, I was I was watching it like I watched it for the first time like a couple of years ago, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like this is a creepy Disney film, and it was like one it was like one of their first. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I 
yeah, I'd, I'd probably pick Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. By default, not because it had amazing costumes, just honestly by default, like it, it had it had better costumes than the other than the other uh, three. Mm-hmm. Let me look up some pictures real quick. Yeah, because we already kind of talked about, but Mulan bad costumes. Emma, I don't know. I feel like we've seen that period piece done to death at this point. A very hoity-toity British society. Yeah. And then Meg's costumes were fine. I just remember the costumes more from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I'm looking at it right now, and uh, that's a. So this is a period piece. Yeah, funny enough, these are all period pieces. Yeah. I feel like. I don't, know, but I don't think most people do. I feel like that. Yeah, that's always going to help, like, with these, I feel like, these awards, because, you know, obviously you have to work a little bit harder to get that era right, you know? Yeah, kind of. You have a bunch I don't know, of references actually, to go off of. Yeah, references and all that, but, like... And you're still, definitely I mean, not I the know. first movie to, like, have a, like, costume set in a period like this. Like, no, none yeah. of these films are, like, the first movies to take place in this setting or period. No, We've sure. seen feudal... Uh, China, we've seen hoity-toity British people, we've seen the 20s and 30s in films. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It's just like, I feel like, you know, you're not just wearing a t-shirt, you know, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, right. So with that one, uh, we'll give it our own Academy Awards. Okay. The Frosty Academy Awards will give it to Mulraney's Black to Bottom, which did one. The Hanks. Yeah. Um. Because sorry, the joke was that like, oh, the fuck is Oscar? So. Yeah. Okay. okay. Come on, <laughs> Cody. Oh, Ryan's not dead. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm coming up with such great uh, theories and ideas on all these films I just watched. Nice. <laughs> really? Really? Yes, really. Um, so, okay, after costume is on. So, is that it for costume is on? Do you want to say anything else? Or? Yeah, yeah, or Ryan, did you have a, I assume you have a speech written about costume design, so we'll yeah, dedicate the next 30 minutes to that. Okay. I texted you about this at around two in the morning. Like, <laughs> Ryan, I can't wait to hear your speech. Um, <laughs> Costume designs. Uh, yeah. Is they're in, <laughs> they're, in, they're in films and yeah. A very scintillating viewpoint. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> thank you, Sean. You're Knows me that was the roaring audience. (laughs) (laughs) The same audience who loved Mulan. I'm sure there's someone in the world, like there's some theater in the world where people clapped at the end of Mulan. Oh, theaters? Oh, you know what? I didn't even think about that. But yeah, with Ryan's speech out of the way, let's go to best makeup and hairstyling. A lot of similar um, nominees because the Academy didn't know what to pick, which is fair. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like the... 
over and over yeah. again. Yeah, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Pinocchio, Mank, Emma, and then Redneck Propaganda. Oh, Bill, yeah. Uh, Pinocchio would definitely... I feel like... Yeah, I didn't see it, but like... I mean, I feel like that's the only movie on there. Why does it like it had... It had makeup. I don't know. I was thinking... Hairstyling, like... When it's literally just like nice makeup and it's not just like actually like some neat like prosthetic stuff yeah it's like well yeah because oh, wow her lipstick was a little better yeah like i i mean uh so didn't um suicide squad get that for yeah it crocodile? Got makeup and hairstyling because they had a shitty crocodile in there yeah the makeup wasn't even that good on him it looked bad just i didn't like his design at all all over his face yeah, I didn't like his design at all in that movie. Yeah. I honestly, I feel like he would have looked better, kind of with more like a King Shark kind of CGI look a little bit. I don't know. I don't usually like yeah. CGI that much, but in his case, might be necessary. I don't know. I, I actually, I think I would pick Mink. That's because I feel like they did a good job. Um. Yeah. Also, like, I like. Yeah. How do you? Makeup and hairstyling. Like, who had the best hair, guys? Like, I feel like this is a very weird award. Well, I don't know why they don't have a stunt award, but they have this. Yeah. Uh, it just seems weird to me. Like, they should have a stunt award in the Oscars. I mean, mm-hmm. they should. Like, it's ridiculous. They have these stunt performer- performers who get, like, no recognition, but they're going out and they're making these films. Fucking like, risking their lives. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're getting hurt. They're actually doing everything that you can't do with an actor because, you know, you don't mm-hmm. want to getting actually hurt, but... It's crazy that they right. don't get more recognition within the Oscars for that. And I feel like yeah. they've been trying for years, but I don't know what's going on with that. It's very disappointing. I know the most yeah. recognition you'll see with stunt performers is on like YouTube analysis. Yeah. And shit. You never right. see like an actual dedicated award ceremony for these guys. I think even the Emmys are better about that. They have like a category for stunts. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, as they risk their lives. Ah, screw him. <laughs> like, yeah, let's give the award to someone who had pretty hair. Yeah, like, like, you literally couldn't really make, you know, any action films without stunt performers. And most of these films, you, you still need them for any scenes yeah. where, you know, an actor could get hurt or an actor can't do that scene. So it is crazy. Unless right? you're Tom Cruise. Yeah, right. Tom Cruise is an exception. <laughs> stunt performer and a best actor in the same Oscars, that'd be fun. Um, I would give it to um, I give best sound design to whoever's mic keeps uh, trying yeah, to rip my ears. Ron, I believe that's yours. Oh, well, let me fix that. Yep. Um, it just sounds like horses are clamoring. My ears are officially bleeding. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Is it still bad? No, it, no, you're I, good. I think it's fine now. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. Um, yeah, my, mine would go to my Hank would go to Mink. That's fun because it rhymes. Awesome. Yeah, Hank Mink, dude. Mm-hmm. Um. So the Hank award goes to the prestigious Mink. Uh, my Rainey's Black Bottom actually won for that one. Yeah. Uh, it's like a close second. Although I do think like. I think this was intentional, but like um, the actual character of Ma Rainey had like a lot of makeup on, but 
it looked weird like it looked like um this might be like a really obscure reference to make but in the simpsons when homer simpson is trying to make like all these new ideas and he makes this like makeup shotgun um yeah it looks like she got blasted with that (laughs) actually just watched the raid too i don't know if you've seen that movie it's an indonesian film about it when I want to. Dude, that, that movie has crazy makeup. Like, that movie is so good. Yeah. Alright. We really move the on to the yeah. next one. Yeah. yeah, that was good. But here's the Oscars. But here's the Oscars. Something uh, not that good. Alright. Yeah. Best cinematography nominees are Mink, Judas, and the Black Messiah. The Tribe of the Chicago 7, Nomadland, and News of the World. Mm, I feel like I've seen these movies on the list many times before Oscars. Yeah. Wait, and I would give it to um, none of these. All poor cinematography in them? No, it's not that. It's just there's nothing that excels. Crazy. Like, when I think yeah. of like something that de- is deserving of an Academy Award, it needs to excel. No, exactly. It, it does. It These to... movies meet the quota. They meet their yeah. mark, but nothing excels. Honestly, and it, even though it's an animated film, I'd pick Soul for best uh, c- c- cinematography. Well, that was a beautiful um, movie. There's so many shots it, in that yeah, movie. I know. There's so many created? shots I wanted yeah. to like frame and have in my bedroom because it was a fucking work of art. You can still have cinematography in an animated film. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's still... It bums me out to see animated movies not get any recognition outside of um, their own animated feature. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I don't know why they don't get anything more. They're like, oh, you can only have cinematography if it's a live-action film. That makes no sense. Because you're still framing the shots. You're still setting them all up in an animated film. Yeah, when was the last time an animated film got nominee in Probably Best never, Director, actually. Best Director, or anything like Well, Beauty and the Beast was pretty famous, the original one, because it got nominated for Best Picture. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's the only... And that might be out, that might be outdated, but that's the only time I can think of it. But still, um, like, Beauty and the Beast, that's, that was so long ago. Exactly. Early 80s, early 90s. When Disney was a movie, yeah. Like, so with the cinematography, yeah, you think of like these films that look so did Blade Runner 2049 deserved Mm. or deservedly got it. That that's a movie that deserved cinematography. Um, there's another movie that I wanted to mention. Uh, Another animated film with really good uh, cinematography, uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. No, oh. Dude, well, that movie, I mean... That that movie's a fucking spectacle to behold. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, how they put the FPS for certain characters, like, lower than others, like, for Mm -hmm. Miles. Oh, yeah, that was such a good movie. 12 FPS for Miles and 24 for Peter. Mm -hmm. So you get that clear contrast of uh, someone who's experienced and yeah. Really, Miles is inexperienced at being Spider-Man. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you said before, you know, it, a film like this should excel. But like in these movies, it just seems like these are period pieces like Mank and uh, 
I don't know. Uh, was in Child of Chicago Seven. That's a period piece movie. That's a period piece. Judas takes and the Black Messiah. Also similar period to Child of Chicago Seven because it's about the Black Panthers. Yeah. News of the world about westerns and. I would put Nomadland as a period piece because it is only going to be re- uh, prevalent to situation that we're currently facing with the pandemic, out of uh, with like a lot of people being out of employment. Yeah. This movie will become irrelevant within a half a decade, and it will be looked on as overrated because people looked at it and it's like, oh my god, it's so relatable. But that's the thing when you look at something like Trial of the Chicago 7 or Judas and the Black Messiah like those have social themes of um, systemic racism police brutality uh, protesting and riots those are things that have been prevalent societal themes since you know the dawn of America and they will most likely continue to be prevalent for the next century or so probably forever honestly like this stuff will always happen Mm-hmm. Which is horrible, but yeah, I mean, it's it's like yeah, no, Nomad Land is will not stand the test of time. Yeah, and, and that kind of that goes happens. into yeah, and I'll definitely like get into like more of a I'll be honest rage about yeah um, how this yeah, one now that's my two cents on it. ah spoilers oh yeah true if you guys haven't seen the Oscars. Which well, we're kind of going over them now. Has, but... like, yeah. Also fair point. <laughs> but yeah, best cin- Oscars got best cinematography to Mank. I give the Hank to Soul. The Hank Award goes to Soul, which is actually yeah. a beautiful film. <sighs> so gorgeous, yeah. I mean, dude, that world that they created, like the, uh, you know, the, the world great, be- uh, before, great the beyond. Great before. Or before. It was, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, there's the great after, and then there's the great. Oh, yeah, yeah, No, that maybe. No, the great beyond. And the colors and the popping. Before. Yeah. Yeah, and you have these excellent colors in that movie. Just, like, everything mm. looks so beautiful. And realized, yeah. I don't know. When I think yeah. of, of cinematography and framing, it's like, I should want to f- literally frame some yeah. of these shots. They should look like. like they should, I should be, be able to pause it, and it yeah. should be, like, a, a, like a painting it should be a work of art like cinema is already a work of art yeah but, but i like should this... be able to look at this as like the, yeah exactly it should be a wallpaper it should be a lock screen it should be something i always want to be looking at because yeah. there's so much to either take in or it makes or it elicits such a certain emotion through its visual storytelling through coloring well... framing angles uh, lighting cody's blowing nose um, <laughs> sorry <you're... laughs> No, yeah. yeah, and this is where I think uh, actually real films do get kind of snubbed. I feel like, I mean, while, you know, it, there's other issues with superhero films, which is understandable, yeah. but I feel like their cinematography mm-hmm. sometimes can be really beautiful. Like, you have these characters, like an Endgame. I think that movie has mm-hmm. some really good cin- cinematography. How uh, they have the characters in it, and, you know, yeah. you have, especially a shot of, like, all the shots of Captain America in that movie just look so good. Yeah, but, like, yeah you're never going to see really those well. recognized by the academy no. so that's important yeah, because yeah and then yeah so yeah ryan your speech on best uh cinematography mm, should have gone to tenet yeah i said it that movie does have some really nice shots in it though 
Um, I've only seen the like, trailer, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I honestly, like I remember it having like really neat uh, like shots. Yeah, actually, yeah. Did, I uh, think about it. Um, no, the shot selection in this in the film is great. No, yeah, you have that scene where you have the backwards boats, which is really oh pretty God, or like dude. cool looking. I mean, I don't know. Every everything in that film is just so cool to like yeah. watch. It's perfect. Yeah, I definitely can't wait to check it out and know what you're talking about. Actually, I feel like best editing. I don't know. I feel like that. Best editing. Now that I kind of think about it, like I maybe. Had fantastic editing because you're mixing the past and the present and uh the future or no no it was the past and the yeah you had it right the future i guess yeah um okay so now on to live action short film all in favor of skipping this one because we have yeah let's skip the whole thing from it yeah right. skip that it goes to goes to two distant strangers exactly yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know. Nominees: Two Distant Strangers, White Eye, <laughs> All those sound like a sentence. Two Distant Strangers, White Eye, Feeling Through the Present, yeah, the Letter Room. I get that vibe from a lot of those um, short films. Like they just kind of name it after what it's about. They have very kind of like pretentious titles. I feel. Yeah. Oh, there's an eye in the movie. Like a we'll call book. it the eye. Yeah. I always um, like a good title, like. Um, like two of my favorite titles are um, "Clockwork Orange" and "The Silence of, of the Lambs." Yeah, like there's so much a title can tell you about it, and there's so much like, um, like you can. Well, I guess I already said that, but like, that's like the great thing about "Clockwork Orange." That movie has absolutely nothing to do with clockwork or oranges, and yeah. yet it perfectly fits the tone and I couldn't think of anything else to describe that movie as than A Clockwork Orange. I'm not really sure even what A Clockwork Orange would even mean. An orange with clockwork in it? Yeah, yeah, it just like brings up a very odd image in my head. Exactly. Kind of like what the movie is kind of, you know, odd movie. It's one of the best it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I haven't finished it, but I've, I've I've seen parts of it. I've seen the beginning half, um, and I know about the scene where he's getting interrogated or whatever. He's like, I think everyone's seen eyes. that scene. Yeah, I think everyone's um, seen that. Yeah, it's a very iconic image. But yeah, so yeah, best visual effects. Oh, Tenet, Tenet did okay. I haven't seen that film. <laughs> well, Mulan, I saw that, but Tenet, I think for sure, like that movie is yeah. so crazy to watch. Uh, Tenet. Midnight Sky, One and Only Ivan, Love and Monsters, and Mulan. Um, no. I would. I think Tenet, honestly. I haven't seen Love and Monsters or Midnight Sky or The One and Only no. I've seen Mulan, The One and Only Ivan, and The Midnight Sky. Um, Midnight Sky was the best only by default because it was just fine. One and only yeah. Ivan had some of the worst humor in a film I've ever seen. I was oh, screaming at the television, something I found myself doing a lot. Um, oh, I oh, see no. that. A gorilla named Ivan. Mm-hmm. David <laughs> plays a dog, so let that tell oh, you about nice. the film. <laughs> you know, actually, you might have to give it a Come on, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's a dog. Yeah, immediate 10. 
So for this, because the worst joke in the one and only Ivan is when like it's a bunch of animals in a Disney film. Shocker! They get up to this road and there's a chicken there, and, and they're like, "Hey, I forget the chicken's name. Why did you try and cross the road?" They spend like five minutes on this joke, oh, and I, I'm pretty sure I t- <laughs> just screaming yeah. in white hot rage. Like Old Testament style rage. Like, um, you will know my, you will know my wrath <laughs> when I see the one and only Ivan. We should do a review on that film. Just torture. No oh, god, <laughs> fuck me. I don't even have time to watch it. Uh, Brian yeah, Cranston. Well, yeah. I haven't seen Tenant, but so like I, I can't give it anything. But it's a crazy it, film. I'm it, sure it, it had great visual effects. Yeah. I mean, they had so many shots. Uh, how many VFX shots is that movie? Yeah. I think it was limited because he did a lot of. Let me see it. Yeah, there's only 300 shots in that movie. Nice. And a movie like that, like that is crazy. Uh, okay. Um, so I give that one the tenant. I haven't seen other ones yeah. really. Well, I've seen Milan. It was I, terrible. Yeah. I, I would give it to nothing. Um, because I haven't seen yeah. anything worthy of a Hank for best visual effects. Uh, tenant for sure. I think tenant would effects. deserve that, to be honest. Yeah. No, I'm sure it would. It's just I no, haven't yeah, seen yeah. tenant, yeah. so I'm not going to speak on it. But you guys are welcome to gush about the effects. Definitely. Well, dude, the way that they, uh, the shot selection and how each scene plays out, especially like with the main trope of the film of like delving into the like reversed time, like mixing with present time is so interesting. So all, all the scenes like work really well. I think that's what really sets it apart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything uh, with that up a scene but you know you don't that's kind of a spoiler um so now on to best adapted screenplay not oh by the way tenant uh tenant did win best visual effects yeah already yeah um best adapted screenplay the father one night in miami the white tiger no man land and Borat subsequent movie film. <laughs> I'm looking at that right now. <laughs> Delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. That funny enough, I saw the I, I saw the first Borat recently. I did see that one too. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. Yeah, it was really funny. Not, nothing yeah. great, but really funny. Uh, I didn't. See- but out of this, I saw One Night in Miami, The White Tiger. And Nomad Land. You didn't see the father? No, it's not oh, okay. anything. Um, and yes. Um, and for me, it would be between One Night in. Adapted screenplay. To be fair, I didn't know any of these were adapted from anything. Like, wait, what the fuck yeah. is Borat's subsequent movie film adapted from? Yeah, I don't know either because like that just seems like it was like a prank film, right? Like, it just got yeah. Out. No, I thought like usually when I think yeah. of this, like okay, yeah, but movies based on books. Um, I, I don't think I know the White Tiger is a book. Um, yeah. 
yeah. But yeah, I'm more confused it to White, one as well, actually. White Tiger has really good dialogue um, and narration. Really? Just, yeah, really good writing, um, which I guess that's what I'm looking at with, like, these screenplays. Yeah. Just really look at, like, best adapted screenplay. You'd have to not, you'd have to not only look at the film, but look at the source material. Hmm. So, yeah, my... My Hank White. would go to uh, White, the White Tiger. Also on Netflix, um, One Night in Miami, Amazon Prime. Both are great films. Um, yeah, uh, I wouldn't give it to anything because I need to watch these. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually surprised. Oh, never mind. That's for original screenplay. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, Ryan, you want to weigh in? Uh, hadn't seen anything, so I can't really say. <laughs> Good chat. All right, yeah, we can move on to the next one. <laughs> best uh, original. Screenplay. Best original screenplay. So this one's, you know, it's a lot easier to judge. This we is got promising. Oh, sorry, Cody, you go. Oh yeah, okay. This like Aaron Sorkin. I feel like, I mean, I haven't seen that movie yet, but I feel like based off of the social network and the West Wing and all that. Like, I feel like Aaron Sorkin, I don't know. I feel like right. that maybe should have won. I haven't seen these movies though. Yeah. Um, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Minari, Judas and the Black Messiah, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. I've seen Trial of the Chicago 7 and Sound of Metal, and I'd have to pick Trial of the Chicago 7. I love it. Um, yeah. Honestly, just because I remember it a lot more than Sound of Metal. Yeah. I see Sound of Metal so bad. I want to. Uh, yeah, I want to see about those actually. Yeah. Um, so, for this one, I can't really say too much. I'd probably say. I, it makes sense to pick the Child of Chicago Seven. Usually, Aaron Sorkin has pretty good scripts. Right. Uh, agreed. <laughs> yeah. Glad we have Ryan here. He brings. <laughs> to the table. Well, it's a good thing I've watched all these films. Hey, you have. Um. Yeah. So, so next. Best have... original score. This is uh, yeah. This is more of um, an interesting one. So we got. Oh, and yeah, best original screenplay winner, Promising Young Woman. Haven't seen it, can't talk about it. Um, or at least out of respect for the movie, since I haven't seen it, I won't talk about it. Yeah. Um, we've got, so for best original score, nominees, Soul, Defy Bloods, Mank, Minari, and News of the World. So I want to start this off. Like, I, I think Soul. I mean, I haven't... That movie sounds so beautiful. There's a there's a track called like Flashback that you can listen mm-hmm. to on Spotify and or really anything. I don't know. Um, but it right. sounds so beautiful, and I feel like it captures the scene so well. Where he's just like, it's kind of like melancholy a little bit, but also a little bit upbeat. I don't know. It's just like such a good. It just captures the scene so well. Right. Yeah. I definitely agree. Um... Soul has really good music, but my pick would actually be, because I've seen Soul, The Five Bloods, uh, and Mank out of these, I'd have to pick The Five Bloods. Um, amazing film. Also on Netflix. Um, it's this, uh, directed by Spike Lee. Um, 
it's about this group of uh, um, all African-American uh, Vietnam veterans. And the movie jumps back and forth between their time in Vietnam and kind of them now, because like they're all kind of like aging uh, men. And um, the music is so good, and it just delivers these incredibly powerful moments. And I definitely yeah. feel like there's definitely an argument to, or not an argument, you could have a really good debate between Soul and Defy Bloods, because w- when you're looking at a, at a score, yeah. you don't only have to look at the composition and the quality of the music, but how it works as an integral part of the storytelling in the movie. Like the other day, uh, no, not the other day. Today, like I watched the new, uh, that uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles done by Michael Bay. Oh, yikes. Yeah, which weirdly had really good music. It was the only thing I gave uh, praise to the film about. Everything else was shit, Sean. Mm-hmm. But, and that's kind of yeah. what I mean. Like, you can have really good music, but if there's no connection to what you're seeing and hearing, then there's no point to either of them. Yeah. Like, music is... When it is in film. Film is a visual media. No, so yeah. So you have to have both the audio and visual media complementing each other. Sorry, I don't know what to do, Cody. Go. No, yeah, it's something that a book, you know, I mean, books are obviously normally better because you have more time to spend with it. But that's something a book, you can't do with a book that you can do with a movie. You get this visual and auditory side that you can really capture. And like, soundtracks can make or break a movie in a lot of scenes. I feel like exactly. um, in the in like Interstellar, which is one of I love the soundtrack for Interstellar. Like that movie, yeah. it just like captures space so well, and I feel like it just makes those scenes hit so much harder than they would without a score that good. I mean, if you're watching a movie and it has a mediocre score, you might not connect with that scene like you would if it was, you know, actually good. It fits. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I'm kind of, I guess I'm just re. Like re-emphasizing what you said, but music can make an already good scene great. It can amplify what emotions are already present and really just cement cement it. Um, so yeah, yeah. my Hank would go to Defy Bloods, um, but it's not by a long shot. It's really close to Soul. Soul had beautiful, amazing mm-hmm. music. Um, I just, you know, we're talking about like how. Um, music can um, kind of um, elicit more emo- emotion from you and I definitely felt that emotion with there's the so much bloods and it's uh, yeah well there's also a lot of emotion with the uh, soul soundtrack oh definitely I'm not trying to knock down soul. no 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 like yeah. I said it's so fucking close and if and if the five bloods wasn't here I would have picked soul no doubt yeah I gotta see the five bloods hear that so i can't really say because i haven't seen it but um yeah hey, you, you can still say soul because that still has a fucking phenomenal oh no soundtrack. yeah yes yeah, so i'd pick soul yeah my hank award goes to soul yep ryan agreed nice have you seen soul no i've been i've been no, lacking gotta see on it. the film department yeah department it seems it's been kind of a bad year for films yeah, yeah. For everything, honestly. Yeah, right. All right. Best documentary feature. All in favor of skipping this because none of us saw any of them. Yeah. Let's skip that. Uh, now oh, we're. Sorry. Into... I, I guess I'm just assuming that we all um, uh, skip them. Uh, so, you're. 
you're talking about which one are you talking about right now wait oh uh, sorry a best documentary feature that I'm oh sorry, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of assume that none of us saw any of that yeah no. but cody tell us about the mole agent the mole agent was actually a pretty good movie um there's a mole in it and a crazy Ooh. character crazy writing for him uh really interesting you know interactions like a mole, as in like a mole in operation a mole like, oh no like we're gonna have mole. that like we're animal. gonna get that mole looked at or like we're, we're like there's a mole digging up our radishes ah uh, that's a mole digging up radishes actually the other character in the movie is actually radish but it's like a kind of a a, a living radish and I see, so, okay so you're saying that the, the, it's called the mole agent because the radish goes on a sting operation to, to take find down the mole, mole. yeah i see Really We're actually going to make this a real movie now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be so... Guys, get your yeah. pencils out. We're writing something. Right. No, but um, yeah, so let's skip that one and go. Best animated feature. I am very... I'm going to quote Borat on this. I'm very excited um, because this is the one category that I have seen every Everything. single movie um, that got nominated um, because they're all on platforms. Um, oh, so yeah, the, the nominees are Soul, Wolfwalkers, Onward, a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, and Over the Moon. Only one of these isn't good. Which one? A Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. <laughs> I kind of guessed that from Farmageddon. Yeah, I, you could have guessed that from the title. Yeah. <laughs> Onward isn't anything that great, um, so it was really down to the last three for me. Yeah, But there was Onward... one clear winner. Um, Onward's Onward is that movie did come out and it was kind of just like I feel like that was pretty mid for it, like a Disney it movie. Felt like a DreamWorks film, yeah, because usually yeah. with a Pixar film, it can elicit so much from you, and you're like, wow, that yeah, changed how I think about something, or like opened my eyes. And Onward didn't do any of that. Well, yeah, what are you gonna pick, Soul or Onward? Like, <laughs> I think it's pretty clear. What do you mean, Sean the Sheep should have won? They didn't even spell Sean right. Sean with a U. Mm-hmm. No, because there's three ways to spell it. Mm. That's one of them. Um, yeah, Over the Moon is really interesting. Also a Netflix film. Um, because they got a, um, a guy who used to work with Disney. He actually did like The Little Mermaid. So he was there during the Renaissance. Um, and he worked with a Chinese animation studio and Netflix. So what you got was this really kind of interesting amalgamation of like essentially like a Chinese studio's take on an animated Disney film. Yeah. Um, with actually surprisingly good music. Like most of the time when you have like a musical that done by Disney, the songs are very uh, uh, forgettable. They don't have like the weight or emotion um, that like those songwriters have a lot. Like, how many songs from um, musicals uh, can, like, you think of, like, that aren't Disney? Uh, Shrek. Shrek isn't a musical. Oh, yeah, what am I saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, good aunt. <laughs> well, you know. But, yeah, but, yeah, you, 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 uh, you, you, you get my point. Um, yeah. But so yeah, it was really refreshing, um, like to have these like really good um, songs come out of like a very like not Disney uh, movie, even though they did have like a Disney person working on it. It had a really good animation, um, 
like I think we overlook um, Chinese animation filmmaking. They can make some really good shit. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. No, they definitely can. Don't. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, and then yeah, we've we have an episode on the podcast, uh, kind of talking about Soul. Um, and funny enough, my pick would be Wolfwalkers for best animated feature of 2020. Wolfwalkers, really? Yeah. So it's an Apple TV Plus original, whatever they're called. Um, and it is done by the same kind of Irish studio that did uh, The Secret of Kells, a movie that came out uh, a little time ago. Oh, yeah, and I did mention this before. Yeah, and it has just really good animation. It's all hand-drawn. Oh, um, and in that's every, that doesn't we were talking well. about We were talking about how, like, good c- cinematography in any film makes you want to pause it and just absorb what's going on. This looks like like a really good children's picture book. Um, it it just has one. It has really fluid um, animation, um, which like definitely like you don't see a lot with kind of these like different like studios and different artistic takes on animation. And the um, the line work was really good. There's some really um, great shots of like the forest um some really good lighting too that yeah um like really just does a great job reflecting and like showing you like the feel of like the natural weight um of like the forest and the trees and like all this foliage yeah i'm actually Uh, looking at clips of it right now it looks really interesting yeah it's a gorgeous film and i'm not again i'm not trying to knock soul down Soul is also a gorgeous fucking film. Um, yeah. But I hand-drawn feel of it. Yeah. Ooh, damn. Like, I guess that's why, like, when I think of, like, a film that really uses animation to tell a story and to show that animation isn't a crutch. In fact, it can um, uplift storytelling and characters and really make them pop off the screen. That's why my pick would go to Wolfwalkers, because I feel like it uses its animation in such a unique and talented way yeah yeah i kind of want to watch that now that looks really interesting yeah, yeah. looking at a couple scenes this looks yeah phenomenal actually um so yeah i'll probably like yeah i won't really say on this one because i do want to see that after what you said glad I put music in this for when we have the moments of silence. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because I was just looking at something from it, so I yeah. didn't realize I wasn't saying anything. Um, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, no, so I'll probably save mine. You know, maybe in the future I'll say what I really picked. Yeah. So I'll be a little Easter egg for a future video. Which, exactly. which one did I like more? Soul or Onward? You guys can guesstimate what I'll say, but we'll see. I think I have a pretty good idea. Which a one do you Sean think? the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. Sean the Sheep. I think that's going to win. Pick. Yeah. That's going to win my award. 
Um, no. So if we're done the with actual, that one, yeah, the actual winner uh, was so the winner soul. of that was Soul. Yeah. yeah. Ryan, you have anything? Ryan, you're watching a clip. Oh, whoops. Uh, may have had myself muted there. Uh, yeah, from what I've seen trailer-wise, I would definitely give it to Soul. Yeah. You don't like Onward? Or not Onward. You don't like uh, Wolfwalkers? I mean, I'm excited just to watch Soul because I'm just a big jazz guy, in my opinion. Ooh, that's think, true. Oh, yeah. I think that aspect definitely would carry the film a little if bit. It was, if there was and, a category for best jazz film, I'd definitely pick Soul. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, and also, like, that really fits into the soundtrack for the or the score. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole movie's, you know, there's this big theme of music and jazz in it. Mm-hmm. Also death. But, you know... <laughs> <laughs> um for the kids it's for the kids don't worry no i won't spoil it i guess um it's in the trailer we talked about okay, how yeah, like, he, dies right just, away. he dies in the trailer for the movie yeah. I, I don't think that's a spoiler we talked about that in our review and uh, yeah, apparently yeah. i was the only one that saw the trailer because they show him i never dying. saw it yeah i don't like to watch trailers too much i mean i will sometimes but me neither i didn't go out of my way to watch it it was an yeah. ad Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, um so yeah. now on if, to Yeah. Best supporting actor. We got Daniel K. I'm not gonna even try and pronounce his last name because I don't wanna insult the guy by butchering it. Um yes. Paul Ratchy, I hope that's right. Um Sasha Baron Cohen, um Lakeith Stanfield, and Leslie Odom Jr. Um Oh, never mind. That was a lead role. No. And yeah, and yeah. I'm sorry to disappoint everyone, but Sasha Baron Cohen was not nominated for his role as Borat, subsequent movie film. No, <laughs> it can't be. Dude, how come Eric Andre didn't get a nomination for a Bad Trip? You see that? No. Oh, really? Uh, Anytime I see something that is trending on Netflix, I know to stay away from it. Because yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. It's not a great movie, but... <laughs> um, yeah, that's why I said that, but... Yeah, so here we have... Supporting... Um, again, it's kind of like the same movies from before, which I haven't seen. Yeah, it's a lot. I've seen... So yeah, Paul Ratchy, Sound of Metal, Sasha Baron Cohen, not Borat, so Child of Chicago 7, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami... For me, it's between Sasha Baron Cohen and Leslie Odom Jr. Because I'm thinking of Best Supporting Actor, who best supported their cast. Um, yeah. And, or, you know, it's not Best Actor. Um, yeah. Ooh, that's, that's tricky. Can't really talk about it that much because you guys haven't seen the films. But Yeah. Um, you have some thoughts, though. Probably, mm, damn. I'm thinking back on it. I'm thinking like their interactions with the rest of the cast and their roles as the characters. Um, well, God will save that. that. You know, for all the times I call him Borat, um, Sasha Baron Cohen does a really good job um, at, at playing a dramatic role. Yeah. Um, ah, fuck. Uh, tie. <laughs> they they both get the hang. I. I I could choose if 
if like I had like three hours to go over it or probably more but yeah it, it, it's so close um, and I, I can't think of one distinct winner so yeah both my like they get they get the Hank uh, split in half. Uh, what do you think about uh, Daniel? Uh, I have not uh, seen Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, you didn't see that. He was okay. really good in Black Panther. So, yeah. Was it? it was this? Was this? Like, I don't, no. Oh, yeah, no, I don't. No, you're thinking of. Um, I'm thinking of someone else. You're thinking of Michael B. Jordan, right? No, no. Um, Daniel. Well, I was thinking because he's like the supporting actor. I guess he's the villain role in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I don't know what I was yeah. saying. I don't know. Okay, I was I right. You meant... He was in Black Panther and Get Out. Um, he was really good in Get Out. Yeah, he was in Get Out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was right. Um, so I've seen him in Get Out and Black Panther, and he's really good in both of those. Um, I just didn't see him in Juice and the Black Messiah. Yeah. For a second there, I don't know why. I thought you were. You might have been thinking of um, Michael B. Jordan because he was great in that movie, though. In uh, no, he he was really good, and he's really good in most things except when he's Fantastic Four. Uh, Yeah, well, yeah, Fantastic Four. You know, career killers. Uh, Sorry, Fan Four Stick. Yeah, Fan Four Stick. Yeah, great movie right there. Yeah, yeah. Fan Four Stick got snubbed at the Oscars. It really did. (laughs) Some of the original Fantastic Four. You know, at least. uh, what's his name? Chris Evans got it, redeemed himself. Mm-hmm. Out of a bad. Yeah. So, have you guys seen any of these? No, no, I've <laughs> seen any of these. <laughs> we seem to be running into a, a, a well, like it's been here. it's been so many of the same movies, like ever and ever again. I just haven't seen them. Oh my god. Um, maybe if I see them all, we can like redo this or something. Get an updated viewpoint. But uh, the Snyder Cut. Yeah, we'll do the four hour for no goddamn reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. But let's make this five hours. Like, let's let's show. Yeah, it's really packing on. Um. Okay. Let's so... move on to the next one. Yeah. one best supporter. Good for him. I'm sure, he was great. Um. Um. Nominees: Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Um, Round, David Fincher for Mank, Emerald mm-hmm. Fennell, Promising Young Woman, and Lee Isaac Chung um, for Minari. Uh, I can speak to two of these. I saw another round of around Nomadland and Mank. Uh, uh, so so Nomad- best director, kind of. Like, I feel like a lot of what we said about best cinematography, like, you don't actually know how much, like, the director was involved in, like, Hamlet. Yeah. It's a yeah, weird I know. It category is hard to, to pick. Yeah. yeah, like, you have to have, a, like, a behind-the-scenes look at what they really did. Yeah. Because sometimes a director can be helped so much by the rest of the production. Exactly. Um, yeah, they have, like, camera. Yeah. So, like, how do you really discern? Photography on set. Um, uh I don't know. Yeah, for that reason, I'm not going to pick one. Yeah. Um, for spite. Yeah, this is a dumb one. Yeah. Um, like saying, who is the best uh, Dolly Boy? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I mean, best I, I guess. Best electrician. Like, 
who's the best electrician on set? You know, the, right. the lights looked a little bit brighter in this one scene. So. Yeah, yeah. Because to Thomas. Tommy. Um, so, yeah, yeah, for this one, it's kind of a dud. Directing, yeah. you know. No. So, Although I will say, um, while I don't like Nomadland at all, and I don't think it deserved nomination, um, super cool that we had our first uh, woman of color win uh, an Academy Award for Best Director. Oh, yeah. I remember like, well, I really don't like this movie, but I really like that. Like, yeah. great for her. Too bad it can have been better. Yeah, and that's kind of, that's kind of, kind of what I said. Like, yeah. oh, that's awesome. If only your movie was deserving of it. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that is cool, though. Definitely. So, um, are we ready to move on? Yeah, let's move on to okay. final one. Ryan, just check in. No, no we have two more. We're not <laughs> Ryan, Ryan is checking, make, checking in. You're not dead. Yep, still here. I'm just reminded of that one bit from The Office when Michael burns his foot. And then <laughs> oh, he yeah. comes out and he's like, Ryan, who is supposed to be dead? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that episode is so good. Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, and he, like, yeah, he puts, when... like, Benadryl or something. Oh, the ass. Right. And those um, yeah. yogurt or whatever. Oh, no, it's such a good episode. <laughs> yeah. okay. International feature film. International Another round. Um, the Man Who Sold His Skin Collective. Quo Vadis. Aida, I'm probably butchering that. I dropped out of Spanish 3 because I hated the teacher. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I don't mind. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, you know her. Um, and Better Days. I have seen one, and I don't think it was that great. It was um, another round. Um, and, yeah. Which, I unfortunately, I can't get into why I don't like the film without getting into spoilers. Oh, because it's a lot about its ending and its messages. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I just won't get into it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And that's kind of it. Because the frustrating thing is, you know, another round one, but I can't talk about, like, what was more deserving because I didn't see any other feature films. Um, when it comes to subtitles, because this is, um, I think they, they were speaking whatever language Denmark speaks. Um, no, uh, they were Dutch. speaking Nor- uh, they were speaking Norwegian. Uh, okay. um, I think I could be wrong, but Hulu didn't automatically put on subtitles, which is yeah. really annoying. Um, like Netflix does that with a film that's not in English, which is good. Yeah. Um, and this film didn't, so I thought like, oh, okay, they're just talking like this language at the beginning of the movie. And then it'll switch, yeah. And then, yeah, but no, it was like when Mads Mikkelsen started getting rid of the subtitles. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's actually funny that that movie's actually getting an American remake. Like, English, yeah. Isn't that like kind of crazy? That like already they're like, yeah, let's remake that <laughs> for American it audiences. Is- Oh yeah, that's Disney. They're is that all about movie? the remakes? Oh yeah, now. yeah. It's just oh, like it seems like another good what, for. Is that movie even about? Because like that seems odd to just another decide. round. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, the, so the synopsis is that these four teachers um, were kind of like they're in their late forties or late thirties to mid forties. They're like, oh, I heard about this one like um, guy who did this like experiment of like constantly having a certain amount of alcohol in your system and seeing how that affects you so the film's kind of about how like if they can maintain this amount of alcohol like how it affects their social lives and 
if they're if they can be like more mentally the philosopher that they're kind of basing this experiment off of said that like the human body naturally has a like certain amount of deficiency in their um alcohol level and so yeah. if you supplement that you'll kind of have like a stronger thought process so essentially interesting premise, kill your liver why it out. pretty yeah. much yeah i'd recommend giving it a watch just so that um uh, I don't know. I was going to say well, like, so we can talk about it, but I don't know who the fuck listens to this. Yeah. Well, Knight, Mads, um, the main lead, or uh, Mads Mickelson. He's he's the lead. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, did, I think he's a great actor. So, Captain oh, He's a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, he's, he's fine in this. Yeah. yeah. Great as Hannibal, though. So. Should get right, another great. season of that, but you know. Um, the, show, so, the show naturally ended. No, yeah. Well, no, it's just they, like they died. It ended correctly, but they knew it was getting canceled. Like if it wasn't like going to that's be most you know. shows. Yeah, that's true. I mean, some shows though, right. like they know ready? That's green. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So now on to. I mean, I'm not around it. Oh, I said that. Um, best supporting actress. We got. Fuck. Cody, do you know how to pronounce that? I don't want to butcher oh. anyone's name. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. For, uh, Minari, Amanda Seyfried, and Mank. Good for her. Moving on up from Mamma Mia. Uh, Olivia Coleman in The Father. Maria Bakalava from Borat's subsequent movie film. And Glenn Close from uh, Redneck Propaganda, also known as Hillbilly. I didn't even watch that movie. Hillbilly Elegy? Yeah. It is surprisingly bad. Like, wow. Um, Like, that that, that was the only movie, like, I watched kind of during my... Marathon, like, wow, this is bad. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah. uh, Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, only one I saw here, or only two I saw here, were Mank and Hillbilly Elegy. And if I had to pick one, I guess it would go to Amanda Seyfried. She did do a really good job. She kind of played like a Marilyn Monroe um, type character. Um, yeah, she, yeah, she did a solid job with it. So Hank goes to her. Awesome. Nice. That's our Hank Award. Uh, I'll pick the same one. I feel like Sean has a good idea, but. Sean clearly knows what he's doing. I appreciate your vote's confidence. <laughs> I believe right. in you. In this case. Right. No. Uh, now. <laughs> um, do we want to skip best original song? Yeah, let's skip that. Yeah. All right. Bet. All right. We're into the big three: best actress, Frances McDormand for *Nomadland*, Andre Day for *The United States versus Billie Holiday*. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman, and Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I have seen all of these but Promising Young Woman. You really? You saw Pieces of a Woman, United States? You saw those? Yeah. Hmm. What'd you think? Um, I don't agree with the winner being Frances McDormand in Nomadland. Um, she wasn't good. Um, none of the acting in Nomadland was good. Um, 
Really? It's it's a very boring film. Yeah, I did hear it's super what? boring. I, I, I saw that like all it's... over Instagram, people talking about it being boring and yeah. Twitter. Here's the thing. I usually don't say that. Like, I... Um, I, I say like, oh, a movie has some slow moments, you know? Yeah. Is that fast paced? No, this movie's boring. Um, I, I was I was lo- looking at Wii games I wanted to buy um, during the majority of this film because I was like, is anything interesting going on? Nope. Okay, Mario Kart is that's, not much. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Ninety dollars if you're curious. Um, and then let's see, Andrew Day in the United States versus Billie Holiday. She was fine, but like about like biopics that don't do a good job. Um, this didn't, because um, th- this is a biopic about uh, the singer Billie Holiday. She is very well known for because um, she she was very popular in the fifties and sixties. Um, her song which focuses on um, lynching of African-American people. Um, and she was actually arrested anytime she would sing the song because they would arrest her for inciting violence and riots because um, uh, the, the civil uh, right protests were happening around this time. Um, which sounds really interesting. And I, I wish they did a, a good movie on it. Um, it wasn't bad, it was just fine. It was fairly mediocre. Um, yeah, it's, so yeah, that's fine. Um, and Pieces of a Woman was really good. Um, they, they gave a lead to Shia LaBeouf, which was weird. Um, he fucked his cousin in the movie. That was also weird. Because they make this, like, one quote, like, hey, we have the same last name, I guess we're related. And then, like, he fucks her later. What? (laughs) Yeah. What kind of movie is this? A surprisingly really good one. Um, The best scene in the film that the kind of the rest of the movie is about is Vanessa Kirby's character. She's married to Shia LaBeouf. Um, She's pregnant. Long shot of her pregnancy. They don't cut away once. They show you right when the contraptions are starting to the um, to the afterbirth um, and like what happens to the baby afterwards. And she does such a conveying like this pain because childbirth is like traumatizing this incredible amount of pain um yeah yeah and she is so fucking authentic like you would swear she's actually giving birth right then and there um and throughout the film she does a solid job but yeah holy shit like that yeah. one scene was just so captivating, um, and by the end of it, because I won't tell you what happened, but something does happen to the baby. Like your jaw's on the fucking ground. Not only from like how well how well done that scene was, but um, by what's going on. Even even uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf does a fine job. Not good, but he's fine. Really. And then I yeah. Mean, yeah. He's like bottom, you know, another solid job. Um, yeah, so my mine would definitely go to uh, Vanessa Kirby. She blew it out of fucking water. Yeah, it, uh, I she's really good in uh, Hobbs and Shaw. 
I thought she was fine in that. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm kind of yeah, I'm exaggerating that. But um, yeah. I I mean, she was I I mean, yeah, she's cool in um that movie in Mission Impossible Fallout. I mean, she's not bad. I mean, there's nothing insane with those roles, but yeah, it's yeah, she'd be good. So yeah, that's that's what my Hank uh, goes to. Awesome. Yeah, I can't really say it for this one, but I yeah. Francis McDormand. I mean, I could see like, I mean, she was really good in Fargo. I mean, I like that movie, but um, yeah, yeah, I could see how she'd probably get some like overrated status there. People mm-hmm. might over. It was the only. She was the only one that felt like she was acting. Yeah, like, that's I felt like really good, I, I, yeah, yeah, like it just seemed just... like they forgot to tell the people, and they were just having like random ass conversations. Yeah, and I'll that's definitely great. talk more about Nomadland when we get to the best picture category. But yeah, now let's more than to... I had already. Best <laughs> actor? Oh yeah, and so yeah, Francis McDormand won, or I guess Cody, or I said that. Yeah. Um... Best actor nominees: Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Riz Ahmed for The Sound of Metal, Stephen Yuen for Minari, uh, the late Chadwick Bo- uh, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Gary Oldman for Mank. All right, this was a hard one because, like, I heard a lot of these actors are really good in their roles. Yeah, and so yeah, I've seen Sound of Metal, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Mank. And they all were, they were all really good. Yeah. Um, for me, it would definitely be between Chadwick Boseman and Riz Ahmed. I just felt like they had a, a better range. Because, so like the general, you might already know this, but the general synopsis of Sound of Metal is that this metal drummer, he um, loses his hearing over the course of the He film. loses his hearing. And yeah, it's all Hard. about kind of yeah. like, um, the film does such a good job of going of him going through like the five stages of grief um, yeah. and how he deals with it and he does such a good job and this was the guy who played the villain in, from fucking Venom so, so I was like holy shit this guy can act um, yeah well in a, a kind of an acting job like that you know you can really become you can really transcend I feel like with a role like that going through these stages like a character mm-hmm. who like he starts to fall apart because all of a sudden, he's dealt with this disability that he's never had before, and you can really see the change between a character. I didn't see the movie, but I can see how, at, if the actor is good in that role, it could be spectacular. Like I feel, I feel like there's a great groundwork there for an actor to play around. Yeah, the trailer itself does a really good job of, uh, yeah, uh, like giving good and first impressions. So I'm definitely excited to see the film. Yeah, no, I would definitely recommend all the films I've given praise for. Um, yeah, but then yeah, Chadwick Boseman was really good. He was also in yeah. the Five Bloods, and he was really good at that. I honestly, I might have nominated him twice. He was so good in both of those. Um, yeah, but he definitely had a bigger role in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, so I can definitely see that, and it's such like a great range in it. Um, yeah. Like, you kind of got that in bits and pieces in Black Panther. Um, but he really, like, um, you really see, like, the full extent of his acting range in this. Um, no, yeah. With the Black Panther character, I feel like he's pretty sidelined. I don't know. Well, I meant, like, in the film Black Panther. He has, like, some really good moments in that. 
um, especially like when he's talking to Michael B. Jordan and yeah. when he's talking to like the an- his ancestors about like why like um, like they left a child to die. Like he he delivers some very powerful line scenes, um, which is why I think like Black Panther did really well is because it had like acting, really good acting. You don't see a lot that can like elicit that certain emotion that you don't commonly get from a lot of superhero films. Um, I feel like this was like kind of an extension of that um and also kind of like we we got to see more like what does yeah chadwick boseman really look like um when he's given kind of like a full reins on his acting well it's just unfortunate like what happened i just sucked yeah it, yeah it was definitely it um i uh Marini's black bottom gave a memorial thing to chadwick boseman i think um and it was yeah. very touching i think uh Black Panther did also like now they did like they edited it in, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I and oh. I didn't see the movie The Father, but I heard Anthony Hopkins was crazy good in it. I heard he was good because that's definitely one I want to check out. Yeah, because, I um, kind of like the whole idea. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, like a character who goes through this transit. Uh, well, I guess you know he's dementia throughout yeah, the film, so I can see an actor blowing up with that. Yeah, but kind of like with um, I forget what my last tie was. A best supporting actor. I'd also have to do a tie between Riz Ahmed and Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, both were phenomenal. Yeah, I gotta see those. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I definitely recommend. Yeah. With Ryan best aside, we're finally at <laughs> best picture. Nominees. Oh, and by the way, Anthony Hopkins won best actor. Nominees oh, yeah. are no. Mick, Minari, Promising Young Woman, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Trial, oh, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. I saw Sound of Metal, Nomadland, Mank, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. So, Sean, do you, did you think the uh, the Oscars got it right with this one? Or you didn't see The Father, though. Oh wait, no one. What am I no, saying? No, 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 I don't know why I thought. I don't know <laughs> what I was thinking there. Was any other movie I feel deserved but except Nomadland? Yeah. <laughs> so here's where you wanted to rant about this. Yeah. It. It's good, but it's nothing more than that. We were we've kind of talked about how like a movie should excel in its category, and Best Picture is essentially saying best movie. So this should excel as a movie. Yeah. Does this film represent the year it came out? Yes. Will it become irrelevant the moment we're outside of this year? Also, yes. Um, where all the other movies, I feel, and I can only speak about the ones I've seen and what I've seen from trailers, where they're going to have messages and themes that are always going to be prevalent. Again, this one, it's going to become irrelevant within half a decade. The acting yeah. is barely present. Like you, you could barely call it acting. And I know that's kind of where a lot of like great lines and acting come from. Is like really organic betrayals, but it doesn't feel like they're playing characters. It feels like they're playing people, which could sound like praise. But if I wanted to just go watch people, I'd sit outside a Seven Eleven and just watch the people come <laughs> in and out. Like I set up like a fucking lawn chair, and that's what it feels like. It feels like you set up like a lawn chair to like a Grateful Dead concert. Um, it just feels like people and there's not even like a central conflict like it's like she loses her job towards the beginning and then like nothing happens there's like not even like a resolution at, at the beginning like nothing's resolved and like 
who doesn't go through anything that isn't like prevalent within like the first 20 minutes. It doesn't even feel like a film. It feels like a collection of like, like short interviews with fucking like camp people. Um, yeah. Like they got like some pretty shots in the film, but like the cinematography wasn't even good. It's just, they probably just happened to be filming and there were some pretty shots. and. Like, there's, like, a piano playing sometime, but, like, how does a piano, like, represent anything about this movie? It's it's about these people who, like, don't have anything. So how does a piano relate to that? Like, I love piano music, but it doesn't work in the context of the film. And there's, like, there's no directing present here. It, it's... Mm. <laughs> so this is one of those movies that won because... I don't even know why I would win. I would win Best Picture. It's because not... it's pretentious and yeah, pretend. they small-minded small-minded people assume that when something is pretentious it must, must be, be good, good. Right? yeah there is this great quote it's it's um if you've never if um if you've only ever swam in a um what is it if you've never seen the ocean then of course a pool will seem deep oh yeah well, uh, also a lake. That too. Yeah, no, but yeah, that. Yeah, and the con- yeah, pretentious films always seem to do well. You know these Oscar bait movies, these long drawn out films. Is, this which is are here's the thing: as you like, can get. a lot of these other movies, like Mank, is very Oscar bait film, but Mank actually lands the execution where Nomad Land kind of um, trips over its own feet. Um, Mank tells a cohesive story and it is actually about some themes and characters and conflicts that are resolved and has like an actual ending and has a narrative that makes sense. Um, same thing with uh, essentially all the others I saw too. Like, try, like they're, most of them are period pieces or they're about like a very like touchy subject. Like um, Promising Young Woman is about rape. And the father is about dementia. Um, Minari is about settling into a new land. Um, Sound of Metal is about becoming deaf and the deaf community. And Mank, Judas and the Black Messiah, and Child of the Chicago Seven are period pieces based on it. Um, hello? Hello? Yes, yeah, hello. still here. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um okay but yeah yeah i was really i was very much depressed for the rest of the night when i saw that <laughs> no man land had won because that was like the one movie i was like like so many people are saying like oh no man land is, is gonna win i was like oh for the love of god please no yeah <laughs> i don't I, want people yeah. to assume that this movie is great like it's good but again it's nothing more than that oh good thing the oscars are going down the dumps so maybe people will care less yeah, good. yeah no, but that is unfortunate that a movie like that wins I, mean, I haven't seen it yet so I can't really say too much but yeah yeah or, so, have, have, have either of you seen uh, any of the films up for best picture uh no no I haven't seen anything this nice. year well, like, yeah, usually yeah. I watch a lot of these movies, like, I'll go to the theaters or something, but I just didn't do that this year. Yeah, obviously. Pandemic. Yeah. So it's kind um, of hurt a little bit this year because 
I don't know. That's fair. I mean, for I should me, have watched these yeah. in the streaming services, but... Yeah. Um, for me, it's definitely between Mank and Child of Chicago 7. Um, yeah. Sound of Metal is definitely on point with both of those. It's just when I think of what film left a bigger impact on me, um, it's both of those. Yeah. As someone who adores film, I loved Mank, and as someone who lives in America, I was um, always enchanted by Trial of the Chicago 7. And yeah. it seems like an easy choice, because it might be, but I have to pick Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, like, when I first saw this movie, I, I gave it like a 10 out, out of 10. Um, it was only on my second rewatch, I bumped it down to a 9. Um, yeah. Just because not, not all the scenes flowed as well as some of the others, but it it kept my interest. So this might, not, this might not just be like best picture. It might just be like my personal favorite movie of 2020 is Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, it's a movie that like I'd happily rewatch with friends. I'd happily recommend to everyone. It's on Netflix, so please go check it out. Um, all the acting is phenomenal. They do such a good job with editing and music. It's one of the best court dramas I've ever seen. Um, they handle legal proceedings and terms in such a unique, both in the sense that it's very realistic and grounded, but they use it in humor. They intertwine it like that in a really unique way. And yeah, it's it's so good. It's so fucking good. Yeah, definitely want to check that out. I like Aaron Sorkin. That's from what you're saying, I'm excited. Yeah, definitely excited to check it out. So yeah, so I can't really say much for this one. I'm not very qualified <laughs> with this one, but uh, uh, I'm clearly more know. qualified than whoever the fuck picked Nomadland. Yeah, so someone decided, you know, Nomadland will win because um, the movie wanted it, wanted to tell us it wanted to win. So mm-hmm. but I have a theory of why it won. It's because it was so low budget they use the rest of the budget to bribe the academy yeah right yeah it just takes all of its money and it's just like yeah we all right i don't know they filmed it all right so um yeah so those are the uh the hank awards yeah those were our picks Uh, i gotta see more of these movies and check them out but yeah fuck the academy Um, it's kind of a bad year uh very bad year actually not kind of um a lot of the movies in it were kind of like more smaller indie films in a way, which I think is always good that they get more recognition. Yeah, I definitely but, like saying that. It's just I um, wish most of them were good. Yeah, no, yeah, like if they would have been better, better picks, and uh, yeah, we just didn't get that much this year. Yeah, and um, what is it? Um, yeah, the only movie I can think of that like oh it got snubbed was definitely uh, uh, Devil All the Time, which didn't get yeah. any mention. Um, That's crazy, only, actually. Only yeah. Because, yeah, that movie was really good. No, yeah, and uh, Tom Holland was actually, like, crazy good in that. I feel like that's he really stripped. Kind of I, um, I don't know. I thought he was good in that. He didn't, he, do a, he didn't do a good American accent, especially when you compare him to oh, that's Ameri- fair. Uh, Robert Pattinson. Dude, Robert Pattinson, though, he's, he was he's fucking quickly becoming, like, film. one of my favorite actors of all time. He's already one of mine. Yeah. No, yeah. It's just like after the Batman, if he's like crazy good in that, then that'll be it. That was someone. Yeah. So yeah. But I, I like Tom Holland in 
peaked of all time though. I mean, no, he was the good. Best I'm just saying, he seen, can't but... do he re- he can't do like a Southern American accent yeah. or shit. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but so yeah, if we can get a uh, one of Ryan's classic wrap-up speeches to end Ryan? this. Uh, I was uh, I did a bad job of not watching any film. My bad. Yeah, and you suggested this, Ryan. That's true. I yeah, kind of like, suggested. Like... Just uh, I didn't think it through. Obviously. <laughs> no, it's okay. There um... <laughs> we go. Yeah. Holy Christ! I didn't even yeah, realize how long that longer was. than our Snyder cut thing. All right. Well. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess you know. Oh, <laughs> well, awesome. Like the Oscars, we'll end on an anticlimactic note.